0: After 40 years of helping leaders in the medical field, Steve Henningson is now using his retirement season to aid in a different environment. He's now on a mission to use his gifts to open up gates for those in the prison system transitioning back into society.
1: Retirement initially, the dream was, ah, I can golf whenever I want, I can do anything I want, anytime I want. And the reality struck me after about 90 days that that uh, getting up and not having a direction uh, with your only goal was to see what was new on the History Channel can get boring very quickly.
2: Every day, 10,000 Americans face one of the most significant events in their life, retirement. They leave their jobs to embark on this new and exciting journey. The Retirement Insiders is a show designed to help people create a retirement filled with passion and impact by spotlighting the inside story from those who have already blazed the trail. Join co hosts Tony Kalinowski, a family advisor with 30-plus years of experience, and David Alexander, a creative and community leader whose work energizes thousands of people. Together, they'll tackle deep questions like why we work, transferring work energy and a purpose-filled retirement energy, and practical lessons on how to leave a lasting legacy with family, community, and country. Please note, advisory services offered through RBF Wealth Advisors, securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. RBF Wealth Advisors and Triad are not affiliated companies.
3: The American criminal justice system holds almost 2.3 million people in 1,833 state prisons, 110 federal prisons, and 1,772 juvenile correctional facilities. Incarceration is an epidemic in America. Today's guest on The Retirement Insiders coaches individuals who are released from this system, helping them turn their life around. He's making a
0: meaningful impact in his retirement season of life. Tony, I completely agree with you. And I'm excited uh, for introducing our next guest, Steve Henderson, is using retirement to make a difference. And I can't wait for this interview. Uh, let me kick us off with the first question. Steve, uh, can you tell us about your first job? You know, how old were you and why did you do it? And what's one memory from that role?
1: Thanks for having me on, David. Um, I worked between my freshman and uh, sophomore year in high school, I guess, working uh, washing cars at a used car lot in Southern California. And then on the weekends, I got to, I had a job working in a snack bar at a drag strip in Fontana, California. Um, and I guess, uh, a memory was we had a, there was a racer by the name of Mickey Thompson and he came over one day to our snack bar and brought some motor part and looked at me and said, Hey kid, st- put this down below. I'll be back in an hour to pick it up. <clears throat> so I did it, but I, I went down to the other snack bar while I was gone. And my buddy who was working the snack bar with me didn't I forgot to tell him about it? And Thompson came back while I was gone, and he raised Cain with my buddy, chewed him. And here we were just kids; we were fifteen or fourteen years old. So, uh, so uh, I indirectly got chewed out by Mickey Thompson, the drag raceway drag uh, king, back in those days. Wow, oh, uh, that,
3: that was a momentous start to a career, a life, <laughs> a, a professional life. That's that's phenomenal. But but truly, Steve, you did have a successful career. I, I know you. You've been a friend of mine for a long time. What did you enjoy
1: most about work, and, and what motivated you, um, Tony? I sold capital equipment to the hospitals for thirty years, and that uh, that's just a term for anything that makes a picture of you in the hospital: a CT, or an MR, or a cath lab, an X ray. It would allow uh, the physician not to have to send the patient to uh, surgery for exploratory surgery. Uh, The the radiologist is is a different doctor who makes the diagnosis uh, through the x-ray. And um, uh, what it did was essentially it saved patients uh, time, the hospital money, and it really treated people uh, effectively, faster, and and uh, in a more efficient way. So, what motivated you? I mean,
3: is that something you went to school to study? It sounds like you're in the healthcare industry. You must be pretty proficient in
1: healthcare. Is is that how you found the, that profession? I didn't, Tony. I was uh, I started off after school, and I was selling dental equipment. And a friend of of mine uh, who worked for uh, for General Electric. Thought that because I sold dental equipment and dental X rays, I knew something about medical X rays. So that was the only entree there. But it was just a great opportunity uh, to get into a, uh, a higher level of capital equipment sales. And what what motivated you?
3: What, what what kept you going? That that was obviously an important job. But what kept you rolling every day?
1: Uh, I I think the biggest thing that, that kept me motivated was just the idea that that I we were viewed as an asset in the hospital. We, uh, a lot of times if a new radiologist was in the x-ray department, the radiology department, they would see me frequently without meeting me. And they, I had more than one of them ask if I was part of the administrative team. So uh, uh, it was just fun being recognized and being uh, considered part of the radiology uh, uh, team there at the hospitals. And I had a one of the physicians actually uh, introduced me to his administrator one day as part of his radiology team. So uh, that was uh, it, 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 the team idea was, I think, a, a big motivator for me.
3: Yeah. And were there any particular um, you know, personal skills that, that you used on a day to day basis?
1: I, I think, well, follow up from a sales standpoint was something that was really important. Uh, there was nothing more frustrating for a physician than to ask a question and you not have an answer. But if but if you could say, "Look, I'll will get it to you, and I'll get back to you this afternoon or tomorrow," uh, that was more than sufficient. Uh, uh, God forbid, though, that you show up the next week without an answer.
3: Fantastic! Thanks. What, and and uh, so,
1: when did you retire?
0: Reti- when did you retire?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I. <laughs> I retired on my sixty-fifth birthday, um, and uh, <clears throat> there had been some uh, some cutbacks. Medical imaging was starting to uh, experience some uh, some pressures, fi- financial pressures, some reimbursements, that type of things. And uh, and uh, so uh, on my sixty-fifth birthday, the president of the company called me, and uh, I missed his call. I returned his call. I missed him. And I thought, well, he's just calling me to wish me a happy 65th birthday. (laughs) And in truth, he was calling me to say, Steve, we're we're shutting the uh, sales organization down. (laughs) And and I look back now, and it was as as if the Lord had rented one of those airplanes at the beach that tows banners, and across the sky, it said, Steve. You're done today.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty direct sign, right there. <laughs> it could have been better better timing, not necessarily on the birthday, but <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. In fact, it was on a it was on a Thursday, and I and I really i I talked to him, and I said, "Look, how come you couldn't have waited until tomorrow to call and tell me this? Friday would have been a lot easier to take than a Thursday." So, uh, that's funny. but that's the that's the story.
3: Very cool. I'd like to ask you a two-part question. Um, first, what were your expectations about retirement? And I'd like you to compare that to what you found that retirement is really like. Um, I know a lot of people dream of retirement and they see this time when they just have these fun things that they're doing. And did you find yourself that way? Is that what you dreamed of? And, and what is retirement like for you?
1: Well, Retirement initially, the dream was, ah, I can golf whenever I want. I can do anything I want, anytime I want. And the reality struck me after about ninety days that that uh, getting up and not having a direction uh, with your only goal was to see what was new on the History Channel can get boring very quickly. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> and so that's when I went to one of the pastors at church and asked about about serving what I could do to, to participate. And now I find that the, the more, the the more full my days are, the more I
3: enjoy it. So you're still working in effect or not working, but at least active, but not doing it for a living. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's
1: exactly right. I get, I get paid with a different type of capital now. Interesting.
3: Interesting. So where do you find your most joy?
1: Um, Well, my, my, my greatest joy is my family. We have, we have eight grandkids and so uh, getting to spend time with them uh, traveling to go see them. Unfortunately, neither one of our children uh, live here in St. Louis. And so uh, we have to commute to go, to go see them and the grandkids, but it's, it's, you know, seeing a a school event when we used to have school uh, in person or, um, athletics watching them participate in basketball and uh, and uh baseball that type of thing uh, that's one of my joys but my other big joy is really the 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 enjoyment that I get from participating uh in my uh, my volunteer duties with the prison ministry
3: yeah and tell us about that what is the name of the ministry and uh what do you do there
1: uh, the ministry is Mission Gate Prison Ministries, and uh, it's been around for about thirty years. It was uh, founded by a, a couple here in St. Louis, uh, and um, after they had uh, come to faith and uh, had had some some background in the criminal justice system, anyway, uh, uh, what we do is we take guys who have been in and out of prison, frequent, oftentimes multiple times and uh, they have the guys that we deal with uh, have drug and alcohol abuse issues and uh, they failed at at their former, at at their previous experiences at uh, trying to get sober and participate or reenter society. And so what we do now is they apply to our program. If they're accepted, uh, um, they come in, and it's a nine-month program where they live in one of the four residential houses that we have, halfway houses. They work, and, and, uh, and then they participate in Bible studies. They learn more about finances and opening a checking account. And they, they learn that that equation between hard work and, and a modest income uh, keeps you busy and keeps you tired and keeps you out of trouble and uh and then uh and then their faith walk is a, a big developmental area that we have for them
3: and and what's your actual involvement what do you do when you're there at the events
1: uh i lead uh bible studies and then uh on thursday nights i i participate with three or four different guys i meet individually with them for uh 30 minutes and uh just serve as a, a mentoring partner to them. So I just, I listen to their struggles and what they're doing or sometimes help them problem solve on something. Uh, monitor them, just ask them how they're doing work-wise, uh, uh, how they're doing in their faith walk and so on.
0: Can, can you share with us, you know, some of the breakthrough that you've seen, Steve, um, testimony of of thinking through, you've done this, uh, you know, for a long time. What What's the story of, of impact that you could share to just uh, that inspires you and that could inspire our audience.
1: Uh, we had a guy who uh, graduated about three years ago, um, had been in a, had been incarcerated a couple times for you know two three years at a at a crack, and uh, he graduated from the program, uh, stuck around and kind of served as a uh, as an on site uh, mentor and and uh, sort of grad student, if you will. Um and uh he got married uh about a month ago and I got to attend the wedding. My wife and I went to his wedding, and it was just great to see to see him as as a whole man, as the man that God had created him to be, not 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 the guy that struggled with with uh IV drug use and all the other things that come with that. Uh so it was great to see him happy and see his kids happy. And see uh, a new family being formed with his sec- with his second marriage.
0: That's powerful. And you know the thing and reality is that uh, God went back for the one sheep. Amen. And we have to we have to be willing to take the commitment, even if it's only one out of ten, to go after the one.
1: That, that David, that's uh, that is beautiful. That's exactly what it is.
0: So let me ask this last uh, couple of questions to close us out. And that is, you know, you've been retired. What advice would you like to give to retired leaders that see that on the horizon? Um, you know, what what advice would you like to share? Words of wisdom. Well, I, I would just say, find something
1: you can invest yourself in uh, because the return is, it is fantastic. It is, a again, it's a, it's a payday that, uh, that you never experienced really in your, in your work, uh, history. Um, and it's giving back, it's serving your fellow man. It's, 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 it's trying to make this broken world
0: a better place, uh, in just little tiny ways. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Um, I was just talking with someone on my walk, you know, we're all in COVID-19 and I was walking outside. Guy, guy looked at me, kind of unique, said, are you a, are you an evangelist? <laughs> he just looks at me, <laughs> this just happened to me. <laughs> Out of the blue? <laughs> Out of the blue. I said, I, I, wow. I said, well, I am a Christian and I do believe that we have to see, see people impacted. And when I think about I think about people in prison. I think about the challenges that people go through. I, I, and I, it was a divine moment because I literally was, and I told this gentleman, I said, I was just thinking, my life is for purpose, and my purpose is to save lives, mm, that's right. people. As I'm looking around the world and all the challenges, people, people <laughs> need life and and love and encouragement, and that's what what you've been able to do, um, Steve. So such a blessing to me to hear this. And, and so the one other question that I want to ask to close this out is around your advice to the next generation, you know, young people, you know, I'm 28, so I guess I'm technically a young person. I feel like I'm old though, little guy. So I've been doing business for a while, <laughs> a baby, but what advice, I mean, what advice would you give to, to the next generation as you think about your grandchildren and, and young people coming up? It's a good question. Um, I think
1: it's it's not about what you're going to get out of it but have a have a, a pursue something that that you can give back that you can serve and you'll be repaid in ways that uh,
0: that you never dream Well Steve, thank you so much I really resonate with that message towards impacting young people uh, and the reality being that whether you're retired or whether you are like me, twenty eight. You have the opportunity to give back. There's no excuse yes. at any age. In fact, yes. earlier today, we were just on a call. Uh, Tony and I were on a call, uh, listening to Kyle McClellan, a former yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals uh, baseball uh, player, and yeah, and he, you know, I, mean, I was just sitting here amazed. Thirty six years old, built an orphanage, built a, uh, you know, built a school. Um building houses lo- locally, 36. Really? He's giving back. You now, so he's technically retired from baseball. Yeah. And you know, some people would say, well, keep you know doing whatever you want to do and chilling out. He's not using it as an excuse. He's using a purpose-filled retirement and, in this season of time. super inspiring. So whether you're young or whether you're the traditional traditional age of retirement, it's it's all of our responsibilities. Um, to, to look in and live on purpose. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. This was a joy. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you've enjoyed the experience, please like, subscribe, consider sharing with a friend. I'd also like to encourage you to connect with Tony Kalinowski directly by simply visiting insiders. Dot com. If you enjoy the Mission Gate Ministry specifically and would like to learn more about that organization and volunteer opportunities, visit MissionGateMinistry.org. That's MissionGateMinistry.org. I have to say our next episode, folks, is going to be a real, real treat can't exactly go into details on who the guest will be we'll leave that as a surprise but i'll just say that it's a professional baseball player along with his wife and it's one conversation you'll want to listen in on until then be safe and stay well